Hello, friends. I hope wherever you are in the world, life is treating you well. As I record this episode, this is January of 2024. And as I mentioned in the prior episodes, um, if you've gotten caught up, take a listen if you haven't. But these episodes are specifically about goal setting for 2024. Oftentimes with the new year, many of us are looking to make changes. And this podcast is dedicated to giving you nuggets of little wisdom that I want to share with you that maybe some of these ideas may be fruitful for you and your level up for 2024. And in this particular episode, we're going to talk about physical appearance. Now, we're not going to talk about it from the standpoint of a weight perspective, because again, we've covered that in a prior episode. But in this particular episode, we want to talk about a level up. There's a lot of talk on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook about level up, level up. And what does that truly mean, right? Well, some people think leveling up is a certain type of look. Certain people believe that your level up journey looks like it's glamorous. It involves some time and attention to your detailing. It also may mean that you may spend additional monies in areas of your physical upkeep that you hadn't before. Maybe this is outside of the usual norms, such as manicures and pedicures. Maybe this extends to fillers and other cosmetic procedures. Maybe this also includes certain hair regimens. Maybe this includes extensions or lashes. Again, many people will use the beginning of the year to invoke a new look. And I will say most times when people invoke a look, they truly don't think about the end in mind. And how long will you be able to maintain the look? Do you have the finances to keep it up? And then do you have the tools you need, right? And a lot of times what seems fun may not be practical over time. So a lot of instances I'll see on social media where you'll see these influencers who add all these different elements to their face a makeup routine, getting ready with them to go to whatever event, whether it's work or a social event. And that makeup applied, being applied, takes some extensive time. It's not quick. And a lot of times people will say, yeah, that's just a part of the level up journey. And, you know, I want to look a certain way. I want to look polished. Um, I'm hearing that word used a lot. But what you need to really think about is maybe you can do this level up on a physical aspect in stages. So for example, I was seriously considering getting lashes. Now my lashes are about average. I can put on mascara and it looks like I have lashes. It doesn't look like I'm deficient without them, but they look pretty decent, right? But I had thought just for a little bit of enhancement to get lashes put on. And I had tried to get the lashes that you buy over the counter at the grocery store or, you know, the the pharmacy or wherever, you know, but 
I put them on and I didn't like the look and they were too much. And I didn't like fooling with my own eyes, if I can be honest. Like I tried it a few times and for whatever reason, I wasn't able to get it to work. So then I decided that I wanted to then possibly look at doing individual lashes. And in the individual lashes, I realized, okay, well, that'll beef up what I have. It won't take away. But then I thought about the expense and I thought about the time. Because again, if you're getting these professionally done, you need to allocate time and monies to get these things done. And for me, after I did all of my quick math and the time and the upkeep, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze for me. It wasn't. So that wasn't a part of my level up journey. The other thing I thought about was overall skincare. So I had this appointment over the summer with the dermatologist. I met with a nurse practitioner. She took pictures. I gave her indication of what I wanted to do with my skin goals. And she gave me a couple of prescriptions. I filled those prescriptions. And to me, I didn't get much traction on those. And here's what I will say. I probably could have went back to the uh, dermatologist, but life was life. And at the time, and it really wasn't on the top of my radar. And I also have to add this caveat. So the items that the dermatologist prescribed to me were harsher on my skin than what I had. And I love the results that I were getting with the things that I already had at home. And I wanted to get, I don't know if it was like a retinol or tretinoin cream or something. And I, I, we talked about everything but that, but a couple of minutes. And I forgot about it. Like I made it all the way home because I think that was the premise of the appointment to her, like do an overall assessment, see if maybe I needed some facial balancing or if it made sense and all the things. And by the time I got home, I realized, oh my gosh, I didn't get the prescription that I really came for. I tried to call the office back. It was a hard time getting in. I happened to look online and saw that I could potentially get the same cream for somewhere cheaper. I ordered the cream from this company. I did that for a while. And it seemed like things were going fine. And over time, it just became a part of my regimen. Even when I traveled, I would have my travel bag pre-packed with this little travel you know, regimen of the items I was using for my face. And that was part of the level up journey that I had begun from a holistic approach when it came to skincare, because I thought this very first and foremost, while I can watch and practice different makeup techniques, if I get my skin to be the best canvas, that makeup will just be an enhancement and I won't have to use as much concealer or toner because I've gotten my skin to the healthiest point that these soft, little subtle changes, if you will, or enhancements, won't. I won't need a, a serious overhaul. And if there's a day where I don't feel like doing all those things, well, guess what? The base of my face still looks pretty good because I've done all these other things that, you know, if I just put lip gloss on and maybe a little bit concealer under my eyes, That'll be enough to get me out the door. And sure enough, it was. And I mention this because a lot of times we will, and I do it myself. I mean, I I see so many good tools and resources. And I will say I've learned a lot 
the one thing about social media, it's a blessing and curse, right? Because you can find just as many products as you don't need in the same amount of products that can be very helpful. So I'm not going to sit here and say, don't look at social media, it's all bad. But what I will say is be hyper vigilant about your price point. Think about carefully what it is that you're trying to achieve overall. Like if your level up journey, again, we're talking about physical appearance as it relates to a cosmetic situation. What are you really trying to achieve? And is it financially within your means? A lot of times when people start off with Botox and these other fillers, they have no idea the amount of visits that it's going to take. They think, oh, I'm just going to pop in. I'm going to do this one time and it's over. No, no, no. Friend, you're now invested. This is you. This is your lifestyle. You are that girly getting the fillers, the facial balancing, and getting the Botox. So therefore, you need to allocate the resources. So if that's something that you are not financially able to do, then you can build up to it. So say, for example, if you decide that you want finance, you want um, facial balancing, I was going to say financial balancing, um, facial balancing, right? Then what you can do in the interim is do the things that you can do to maintain your skin. That means cleaning your skin. That means moisturizing your skin. That means sunscreen, like whatever your regimen is. And then Make sure that you look at the quality of the ingredients. You see what works for you. Sometimes there are people who have success with a particular product and brand line that you may not have. And don't try to force yourself into it because all the latest rage is on these particular products. You have to find the thing that works for you. I remember years ago, I'm dating myself here. I was a Noxzema girly. You could not get me out of Noxzema and I believe it was Cool Breeze or something. It was like a toner. And that was like the strongest thing in the world. And I used to have acne when I was a teenager. Now, the acne wasn't horrible, but it was just enough to get a little bit annoying. And goodness gravy, my sister didn't appear to get any acne when we were kids. But oh my goodness, I tried different things. But the one thing, believe it or not, that worked tried and true for me was Noxzema. That was my thing. And when I tried to experiment and go away from Noxzema and use other things, it just, I didn't have the same success. And I would, I can just smell that menthol smell right now, you know, putting that cool slathering over my face or that white paste, rubbing it in and then rinsing it off. And that was my normal routine. But that worked for me. I had another friend. This woman had beautiful olive skin. I mean, she was a supermodel. I mean, she could have been a supermodel. And um, she used Noxzema in the polar opposite. She broke out. It was too greasy for her. It was all the things that did not work out for her. And again, that's why we have to do our homework and do these skin patch tests to see what works. And then also consult with professionals. The people on the internet are not professionals. They play it on TV. No, I'm just joking. But we need to get our own professional team who does this for a living. And I also want to say this too, try to get referrals. I've had some pretty decent success with um, some professionals just by calling and doing an initial consultation. That still is 
you know, true and tried and it works. But nothing better than when you have an actual client of a service that you want to have and you can see the proof is in the pudding. It's not just these shop pictures that they took in however long ago and you know you don't know if it's really actually their people or other people but you know firsthand this person account and experience uh with this particular provider with the service so that's the the one thing i want to talk about hair in this podcast because hair is the crown it is who we are now there are people who decide to do all kinds of gnarly things with their hair, whether they decide to cut it all off and literally just have it bald or for people to have a buzz cut or for people to wear it at your ears or at their neck or in the middle of their back. Like there's so many variety. And what I will say is a good cut is everything. It is the start to everything. It is the foundation. And without it, you have nothing. And if nothing else you invest, invest in getting with a senior top stylist for a good cut. Now you may not want to go back and have them do normal services like, I don't know, your your natural wash and style, but maybe if it's cut or color, this is where you can't penny pinch. Now don't get me wrong, you, you have to spend within your pay grade, but I will say you have to get the juice worth the squeeze. And when you are getting these services, consultation, consultation, consultation. I am an African-American woman, and I want to specify this because a lot of times when we go to shops that are predominantly African-American, a lot of their booking systems are online and they have a lot of rules and regulations. And I will tell you that when shops have to do this, that means either one, the shop has a flawed business plan or design, meaning that you cater to people who aren't business-minded that will play games with you. So you assume everybody else is a clown and you treat everybody like clowns, and that's not okay. The other thing about it too is that you may not give me the best service because again, you're coming up with these ridiculous rules and they are not within reason. Before you make a commitment to someone make sure you have a conversation. I don't suggest flying to other cities to get your hair done, but I know it happens. Make sure that you have recourse and if something goes wrong, that you're okay with the money you fronted out pocket. A lot of times people will spend their last dimes on getting a hairstyle by someone they saw on the internet and they go to the city and things don't go as planned and not only are they out of money, they don't even have the look, the hairstyle that they were trying to achieve. So do your freaking homework. This is not the time to get fly-by-night people, people who aren't certified, that don't have a cosmetology license. This is the time where you have to level up and get a real professional. And just because you have someone that's professional, you also need, I call it professionalism. There are some people who do a wonderful service, but they lack care and consideration. And you need people who are respectful of your time and want to be your partner. Because if we think about it, our practitioners should be our partners, right? We're coming to their practice and leaning on their sense of expertise to enhance our lives. 
they also are leaning on us to be good customers and adhere to the rules within reason and to pay them for services that we have signed up to do. So again, those partnerships only work when we have clear, concise boundaries and information that shows that these people are professional all the way through. So that's the the one caveat I want to stress. So I want to go back to this haircut. The haircut sets the frame for your face. If the haircut isn't done correctly, it throws everything off. I don't care how much makeup you put on. I don't care what outfit you're doing. People are going to gravitate to your hair. Spend the money on getting the best of the best. And make sure that you are getting tips from that person on what your maintenance looks like. And this is something I didn't learn to do until much later in life. I have to admit, I have just gotten the girl balls, as I'm going to say, to ask people and acquire, like, how do I maintain this? What do I need to do? I would get out the salon chair and I would go home and twirl around and nighttime would come. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how long is this style going to last? And how can I recreate this, at least 90% of it, with it look to make it look like something and not just some crazy caucade, uh, concocted hairstyle, you know? So I got to a point where when I do get my hair done, and if it's a newer style that I haven't done or maintained, I ask the questions and I also do a make me show me. So for example, if there's a barrel curl that I like, and let's say my stylist is doing this specific barrel, and I know that that may be an area that I may need to touch. Maybe what I may ask her is the technique in which I need to get that to duplicate what she's done. Again, I may not be a master stylist, but at least I've asked the questions and I've at least got the techniques before I left out of that shop and they've taken my money and I don't know what I'm doing. So that's the first thing. I think we undermine the value of a really good haircut and back to the original premise of skin. Your overall skin is everywhere. So people are going to see that regardless if you contour your face, you put on highlighter, whatever the thing is, work on your primary skincare and that will show for itself. The other thing is, I think a lot of times as women, and I'm speaking specifically to women at this point, is that we like to smell great. You know, we like to add all these scents and lotions and potions, but truly find out if those are best for your body. A lot of times there are some things that we put on our bodies that throw off our entire pH. And ladies, you know what I'm talking about. We have to be very mindful that our body is a special little carriage and we need to treat it with care. And we can't use everything on every body part. And we have to understand that as we age, so does our body and our body changes. And this is why we use a deodorant soap, a soap that's going to break down those additional smells and not just the body wash, because typically the body wash should be second. And again, these aren't conversations that we often have, have 
You know, it's an assumed type of thing. And people don't understand like, well, why am I still sweating at the middle of the day? And I use this fantastic body wash because a lot of times when it comes to areas like our pits and our feet, um, you know, those areas may require like a dial soap or something to help break down those smells a little differently. And maybe to soften and add more moisture back in the skin, that's when we're using a probably pH-friendly body wash to go back onto the skin. And again, these are things that all enhance our level up process. Because again, we're doing this in layers, right? Before you put on those fly clothes, you're going to start with your blank canvas, which is your body. And your body needs to be prime with the best things for it. And best doesn't mean expensive. I'm sure there's an equivalent that you can get at a drugstore or a Walmart, if you have one near you, to that would match probably pretty close to something that's on brand that that's of decent quality. Because quality. that's the other thing too. Don't be so brand loyal to the point that you're, banking, you're breaking the bank and there may be an alternative that you can use to save you a couple of extra coins. And again, when we make these changes, we want to make sure that these changes are something that we want to have. I know for myself as a woman, I like to change my looks from time to time. I wear extensions and my extensions are, they're a nice length. Uh, but I will say that from time to time, I want to switch things up and I want to make them curly. So I try to do things that will give me a little bit of leverage. Or if I want to wear my hair straight, I can. Well, if I want to wear it curly, I can. And I make this point because a lot of times people will make rash decisions at the beginning of the year and they want to go with a bold color or a bold cut. And and then a couple of months later, it's not what you really wanted. You just wanted something new. I'm going to say 2024 is the year you start slow. So start with some low lights. Maybe not that jar drop hair color change, but maybe slower. And make sure before you decide that you're the stylist and you decide that you're going to put dye on your own hair, that you get a professional evaluation to see if your hair is even strong enough. Because I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people decide to put in their own products and their hair is out because their hair isn't strong enough. They have a reaction. They leave the product in too long. Again, we need to stick to our lanes. There are people who go to cosmetology school and have a license and they know what to do. Don't try to save money to the point that you're putting yourself in bad situations for the sake of coloring. Because again, if you are putting color on damaged hair, it's not going to look nice anyway. So you want to make sure that you get the hair as healthy as you possibly can get it. So whenever you do add that pop of color, because that's going to require even more maintenance, it's going to be so well worth it. So make the small incremental changes, like starting off with at least clipping the ends, maybe shaping up your hair, going for some low lights, then eventually adding more over time, seeing if the hairstyle is something that you can really feasibly do on your own with the upkeep. Making sure that your body skincare routine is something that you can maintain, that you have products that work for you, 
that don't break you out and give you comfortability and are at a price point that works for you. Again, I don't mean to sound redundant, but I think a lot of times we get so lost in the new that we don't think about the practical. And the level up takes layers. You don't have to do it all in one day. Again, it could be a slow process. And then maybe for February, maybe you do cut off a little bit more. Maybe the color does get a little bolder. Maybe you realize that you don't want to go any further than where you are. And maybe you decided you want to grow your hair out. So just give yourself time and grace to make these changes over time. They don't have to be done in a day. They don't have to be done so quickly. Again, we want Level Up to be consistent and to stay at a peak where we're climbing upwards. We're not just staying at one particular place. We're moving up on our journey. So I hope this is helpful. Again, I just want to cover some topics that will help you stay focused on making sure that you hit your goals for 2024. So look for my next uh, podcast that I'm going to release and it'll give you more tips and nuggets along the way. Namaste, friends.